This is Sai Wenji, and you have the great honor of listening to Lord Bish on the Get a Life podcast. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. How about that intro? That was awesome. Hey guys, welcome to Get a Life podcast Kunai. I am your host, Bish Loves Mish. This is episode four. No, it's not episode four. It's episode five. Yeah, it's episode five. And this episode, um, we're going to pass it on to Kevin because he's the host of this episode and he was the one who decided what it was. So I'll let you continue. Well, anyways, guys, uh, this episode is... uh, Anime I chose for this episode is Blast of Tempest, or also known as uh, Zetsun no Tempest. And basically the story revol- revolves around uh, two characters. So, uh, Mahiro, and he's basically this guy whose sister gets murdered one year before the events of the show. And he's on this crazy quest for revenge. And his friend Yoshino gets dragged along into all this. And that's the most basic uh, description I could basically give you without spoiling too much. Well, this this anime is kind of complex. Yeah, it's hard to explain right off the bat. It is. It's very hard to explain without saying. Just in case, um, whoever, whoever's listening to the, to the show, we have to... It, it, they, they already know we're going to be discussing spoilers. Tyson made it clear in the first episode. This yes, is plot-centric. Yes, this anime is plot-centric, so if you are spoiled, then take no responsibility for that. Yeah, we do not take any... The Get A Life Podcast Kunai does not take any responsibility if we spoil the show for you. This is what we do on the Get A Life Podcast Kunai. So deal with it. Anyways, <laughs> first question. Um, So, what were your thoughts going into the anime? Like, uh, when you first started it, uh, or before you watched it, what were your thoughts? I didn't have any sort of thoughts, because I didn't research the anime. I didn't want to spoil it for myself. But just by the name, I was like, Blast of Tempest, what does this mean? I didn't know what a Tempest was, honestly, but it has some sort of Shakespeare references, which is, is kind of beautiful in the anime. I don't want to talk about that now, though. Um, but when I watched it, I I was initially watching it the first couple of episodes because I was when I watched it, I was tired and I was like, uh, I just need to watch this so I can get it out of the way. I was just watching it for the sake of Kunai. I wasn't really enjoying it until around the fourth episode. And then that's where it all... It all pieced together and it was just like, this is an incredibly beautiful anime and I should really appreciate it more. And yeah, I want to talk about bits of it later, but I don't want to say everything now. Tyson? I'm kind of on the same boat because what I usually usually do when an anime doesn't fail to get my attention at the first episode, I usually quit it. Um, I've I've done that with Bleach uh, more more recently. Basically, basically, I have a short attention span, and then I was like, um, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch this for the for the podcast," but that's about it. And even so, I f- um, basically I felt that it had a slow start. Some details about the story that were given in episode three, if they gave those in episode one, then I would be more invested in the story instead of trying to figure out what the hell is going on. I think it was a bit too, a bit too heavy. Um, on the on, on the backstory with absolutely no reason to care about the characters like that, that at the beginning. Sure that it solved itself more in the future, but but at the start it was like yeah I show I showed that I watched for the podcast and then as um, as I progressed then it started becoming I wouldn't say awesome but I would say tolerable. I see. So, so you wouldn't say awesome. I personally, I thought it was awesome after the fourth episode, but it's kind of interesting that you just say it's only tolerable. 
I think um, I think it's a given that uh, we all have our different tastes in in, in anime. Um, so so at least to me, it was it was tolerable. Um, then the, then later on, it was it's not even remotely in my in my top twenty, but it was an enjoyable watch. But like I um, but, but like I said, um, it entirely tolerable. So what do you think, Kevin? That's interesting. Um, so basically. What happened with me is the first time I, I saw this, I was just browsing through. Um, I watched the first episode, I stopped around at 16 minutes, I dropped it for about three months, came back to it, and I know I really understand what you guys um saying when you when you say that it starts off kind of slow. I think uh, this anime is, doesn't take the time to lay everything out in front of you and explain all the details. It just puts you right in the middle of the story, and you're just a spectator, right? And it can be confusing. Um, it's not a simple anime. Uh, there's a lot of elements to it, so I think that might offset a few people. Um, it might not be something they'd like. Um, but yeah, I really do think that it starts to pick up um, later on. And I, by episode like four or five, I was hooked into it. And I just starting episode I think nine, I was just marathon the rest of the anime because it was just I just liked it a lot. Well, I agree as well, especially um, when they when they talk about. How they became friends and all of that kind of stuff. It's like you, you're gradually being introduced into this kind of friendship. And you kind of feel that, yeah, I was there as well. You know what I mean? As opposed to just being, hey, here's a friendship. Just deal with it and accept it. Like, that's something I don't really like about certain animes when they're like, oh, this is the backstory. Accept it. But because this anime, everything is like according to like really small details and they come back again. And everything works together. It's like a puzzle, you know? I think with certain things taken out of this anime, it really wouldn't work at all. But at the same time, I'm feeling that you can take certain things out and it would kind of make sense. Like I don't, for instance, I have a, I have like two gripes about this anime. One of them is, um, is uh, what's his name? Megumu ha- Hanamura. And the second one is um, the fact that this is this is like one season. I would have preferred it to be two seasons, honestly. Um, I understand that's I can't really change that, and it's it's a silly kind of gripe. But but still, it's the fact that they introduce a new character halfway through, and then there's this one episode. I think it's episode 14, where they're just reviewing what happened in the first 14 episodes. And you could skip it. It it pissed me off. It was just like, oh, so this is what happened, and this is my story. And I was like, the whole anime just explained it. Why do I need to watch this again? There is like there is one thing because if we if it was divided by seasons because at the at the end both uh, Mahiro and Yoshino were killed, you would assume that that would get that was it. Like that's the story. Um, so given that sort of continuity, um, I think it worked for for Tempest because um, the characters are still alive and like and, and that kind of stuff. And it doesn't lend itself to any sort of what the hell just happened here? Why are these two alive? If they went with any sort of uh, division between the seasons, I would have preferred it if they just cut it off there and have that one season. And then second season, yes, then you can be like, hey, this is my story. I'm my hero. This is what happened in the last season. Enjoy the second season. That's how I felt that episode was. It was it was a, simply a pointless episode, and it was a waste. It was it was twenty minutes taken away from my life. But yeah, but it, it, that, that's what basically filler episodes do for for some reason. I don't know if it's um I don't know if it's one when it was officially aired. Um, there was a big gap that made such an episode a necessity. But maybe maybe Kevin can answer that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, in its own defense, 
I do agree that it's really like if if you watch the first part of the anime, there's no reason why you should really watch episode number 13. Um, but in its own defense, I think that maybe it's a sort of trend with um, anime with like long seasons. Because if you look, if you take a look at Attack on Titan, which I know Tyson's familiar with, it also contained an episode like this at the halfway point, which is which was kind of like a refresher um, to keep people updated. Yeah, but I hate that kind of thing. It's like I hate when you have a whole episode. They should be like more like Dragon Ball Z, you know, when they're like at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, they're like this time on Dragon Ball Z, this happened, and you know, you get like a refresher. You get like a five-minute refresher. I don't see a need of a whole episode. To describe what happened in 13 episodes, it, it kind of makes it kind of makes the 13 episodes before either invalid. And it, you know, it, considering that I preferred the first 13 episodes, you know, I, I don't I feel that this the 13th episode was was an insult to the the whole anime because it was just like, hey, just a, a recap. I don't need it. Well, well, to be well, to be honest, um, having a full episode just basically be a recap compared to say. Uh, how long could a preview last before um, before the actual episode uh, does? 20 seconds, 30 seconds? How much story can you explain within those 30 seconds and still stay relevant? Like, I don't need a story explanation. I've just watched this. And considering that it was released, you know, a week after episode 12, if, if I was watching this while I, it was simulcast, I would already know what the story is. Why would... If there was a considerable gap, as you mentioned, then yes, there would I would have no problem with that. But there was no gap. There was a weak gap. There was just one week. But neither, but neither of us know that for it to be a fact. Like how big, like how you watch anime in the '90s, which is when Dragon Ball Z was going on, and how we watch anime now are completely different. So yeah, while marathoning, binge watching, however you want to call it. Um, has changed the the purpose of how the episodes are developed. Um, I still see kind of a um, kind of a validity, oh. especially if they. Um, although to be honest, episode thirteen was full of um, maybe the little details that we failed to catch on during the main season. But it was also. Um, but I think maybe I'm wrong in here. It's been it's been a while since I watched it. Um, it still didn't explain to me why or n not why how Mahiro and Yoshino after being killed by the tree of um, I think it was Exodus right yeah um, that that killed it um, I still failed to see how those two um, came back to life basically uh, I'll, I'll actually clarify that um, if you don't remember at the end of episode twelve. Uh, remember that Hakaze sacrifices what is it that um, the gun to revive oh, they, uh, oh, the talisman. Okay. and after Samo sacrifices his sword to uh, uh, revive I think it was Mahiro. Um which was kind of nice actually because he looked really attached to that sword if that was me I'd have been like hey that's my sword man I why couldn't he why couldn't he use one of the oh no he can't use organic material I thought he was able to do that why can't he use his shoes or his clothes or something like that? Why did he have to do it for his sword? Because technically, okay, yeah, maybe it wasn't enough. Or maybe it was. And that, and this is just like a massive flaw in the whole anime. Dun, dun, dun. There is something I noticed that um, that was a plot hole, but I'm going to wait until a little... Um, at least I felt it was a plot hole. Mm. So I'm going to wait a little bit further before entering into the discussion. Oh, regarding the, the 13th, uh, 13th episode, I think the re I know the reason why they decided to make it recap episode now okay because yes we're, we were we watched it this year all the episodes were aired online so we most of us i think or all of us here marathoned it so of course if you watch it one after another then episode 13 is absolutely pointless 
But if you look on the Wikipedia page, it turns out that episode 12, there's a good sizable, uh, like, 20-day gap between two episodes. So I guess they just wanted to put that there in order to fill people in on the second half, right? Because once again, this is sort of the plot-heavy anime and not comprehending the first half. I mean, especially if you're picking up in the halfway, um, you don't want to be confused with the second half. Well, that, that cleared it, but still, I still find it pointless although episode 13 did have some some bits that were kind of relevant towards the end like the last five minutes so if you guys are watching this uh, anime for the first time please don't skip episode 13 it's kind of important because those five minutes in episode 13 do explain some things skip the last five minutes episode 13 basically or half okay no to be safe skip halfway because we don't know the exact point and i don't want to get complaints from you guys saying oh bitch man what are you doing right now you know um so yeah another thing i just wanted to raise was uh, megumu i uh no that's all i have to say about megumu i don't he's very useful but he's He's just there, like, oh, you know, oh, it's, he's just there, and he's just like a kind of stupid plot device, where he, for some reason, he just, he's just there when all of the big things happens, and he's an idiot, but yet he knows how to explain things very well, and he knows what's going on in the story, which I really, I can't fathom. I do agree. I think it, I think it had to do with the, with the fact that he's perceptive. But he's an idiot. No, it, no, I think, it, I think he purposely made himself that, because... As we later found out in the in the story, um, the other the the other magician of Setsuang died before his time, and then um, he would be and then he wasn't as smart, he wasn't as tactical as as the previous one. Um, can I already say who who it is, or should we wait until later? Um, so 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 the first uh, magician of Setsuang is Aika. And then she died before uh, before her time. So Megumu is like this half experiment or so. That's it. No, Megumu in all the in, in all of the in all of the manner was supposed to be a successor, but he came in way before his time. Was it was supposed. Well, he wasn't really a successor. He was just a backup. Yeah, and so he wasn't really he wasn't really important. Essentially, he's just a side character. But because of, in this anime, he has such. An important role to play. Essentially, he has to save the whole world. Basically, yeah, kind of badass. And but the thing is, he's very he's very weak person. Yes, he can he can gain strength and whatever. But the the whole reason I, I remember one thing he he wanted to to impress his ex girlfriend in this anime, and I was just like, so so you wanna you wanna save the world so you can impress your ex girlfriend? Like that it, that it, that was stupid. That was stupid. Yeah. Indeed, that it was, was just, stupid. I will. It made me think, like, you're, you're, that's why I thought he's such an idiot. Like, you're saving the world, yet you're just doing it to prove yourself. Like, that's, that's, but you're saving the world, you know what I mean? But then again, you could say that Mahiro just wanting to destroy the world to avenge his sister is equally stupid. It is, but Mahiro is not, not a, a complete idiot. This guy, you look at him, even the way he's, and I have to say, this is amazing character development and amazing character design that it actually makes me uh, want to hate a character. Do you know what I mean? If you look at it this way, how would they, how would they, how would you would have made uh, Megumu's uh, character profile that wasn't uh, already in the episode itself? Like, there's like a personification like um i would say that that uh, i would say mahiro's the rebel joe shino's the um, the guy that had that, that didn't want anything to do with it and yet it get his drag along if we're gonna be pointing fingers at who is the useless character yeah i would the, no again no and here's where i present a different perspective i would point the finger at 
Hayakawa and Evangeline. I felt those were completely unnecessary. No, no, no. She's, she's fan service. Well, um, and Hakusa during the during the second season is basically fan service with all her um, fawning over Yoshino, basically. Uh, what's her name? Yamamoto. The thing is, the, she, when I saw her from the beginning, I thought, yes, she might be very important to the story. But then you just find out that essentially what she is, it, it's a it's a woman in a leather catsuit. And you're like, really? This is... I understand that all anime needs some sort of fan service and whatnot, but it's it's disappointing that that's the way they're going to do it. It's like, hey, you know, it's, it's a... And she's so stereotypical as well. Like, oh, the way she introduced herself and she was like, oh, yeah, it's me. I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old and I'm unemployed. And My I'm like, friends call me Frolling Yamamoto. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, what... I'm surprised. What the hell? I'm surprised you have friends, because I d- I don't hear about them. <laughs> Apparently, and she is in her own way trying to impress um, Hayakawa. Apparently to get a big, apparently to get a job or something. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, she's she. I I think it's it, she's kind of important in certain sense. Like she's the one that gives him the uh, those flash grenades or whatever they are. I will I will admit that. Her role, both her role and Hayakawa's were were made more important in the in, in the second in the second arc of uh, Tempest. But I don't know. I I really didn't felt that they had a they had a purpose to begin with. And, and in order to not throw these characters away, they just gave them a role in in, in season two during the the whole hunt of uh, the trio Genesis along with um with um with Megumi. But that again, but that's about it, really. That's about it. But, you know, it's um, another thing to, to kind of continue from that point is Yamamoto and the guy that has the spear. Um, that would be Natsumura. Yeah, what was what was that all about? It was just like, where did she get the spear from? Um, well, well, well Natsumura's uh, spear is his weapon. No, I'm talking I'm talking about Yamamoto. Where did, she had a spear as well, and I was like, really? You're gonna have a spear? I um, I think I think that was fan service because uh, if you if you remember. Evangeline was actually falling for Natsumura. That they that, that, that was kind of hinted. That was kind of hinted at the later episodes. I mean, it was it wasn't as in your face as the Hakase and and Yoshino uh, pair, to say the least. But there was kind of there was kind of little something to go going on there that the artist wanted to roll along with. There was something else that I wanted to mention. It was regarding the kid that has no powers. The kid that has no powers. Yeah, uh, he's he's he was well, he, was he adopted or something? But he had no, he had no powers at all. You're referring to um, to Junichiro, the I blonde think, guy. I, that, yeah, he he had no powers, and I'm like, how can he stop his like his magic? You, you see that in, in like the um, I think it was episode eleven or twelve or something. No, how? he bigger. He was. He was initially introduced as the one who, who was holding the talisman that... I know, but what I'm, what I'm saying is that um, he stopped the magic. I don't know how he stopped the guy with the spear. I forgot the guy with the spear's name. He stopped, like he was charging at him and then he just didn't... I don't know what he did, but he just fell down. The other guy just fell down and he was like, Whoa, this guy has powers and I don't know of it. Like, what's going on? I, I found that that wasn't explained. You, yeah, know, when, you, um, you know, when the second season started... I am, um, or or not, or not the second season, the first season, when they were looking for Ika's killer, and when they started to hint that the the Kurasibe, um, the Kurasibe family, um, the um, the magic 
couldn't find anyone. And I was actually thinking that Junichiro was the one who assassinated Aika. That, that, made, that sense, was though. where the, that was where my thoughts were going when they when they say, okay, so it, it, it was someone from the um, the, the Kurasibe family, but he but but he was no longer a part of the family. And I immediately thought of this guy, and I'm like, really. You know who I thought of? I thought of um, the princess because cause she was she was she was exiled, and especially before she goes back in time, uh, she was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to kill her. It's probably me." I am. Um, I actually, I, I actually thought that was gonna happen when uh, when she was going back to the past, but. Yeah. Um, but but not in the first season. I never um, it never crossed my mind that Hakase would actually kill Aika. It never it never did. Like in the first season, at least for me, because I've seen a couple of like murder mysteries, and it's always like the characters that you don't expect. So I was just like, oh okay, it could it was probably the princess. And then when I find out that Aika killed herself, I I face palmed, and I was just like, I should have seen this coming. You know what I mean? I should have, cause she. Although I did, I was quite surprised to find out that she was the mage of Exodus. No, but it, no, no, but there's with there's where this plot hole that I was referencing earlier comes about. Why? Um, okay, so Hakase went to the past and say, and and wanted, and wanted to see how um, how Aika died. I um, I could personally um, I never expected a suicide um, her to suicide herself, and I um, Hakase never killed her. Although. I do have to admit, and probably Kevin will agree with me here, I expected the fight between Ike and Hakase more and more epic. I it, it, it was really, it was really disappointing to say the yeah. least. I, I don't think it needed to be. Honestly, I don't think the fight needed to be there. Um, and I think that I have no, I have no issue with the fight. No, no, but uh, how Ike uh, readily accepted that, that. For Hakase to meet uh, Mahiru and Yoshino, she has to die, and uh, she—it um, was like she had no fear of death. Um, um, and the plot, and the plot hole here was um, okay. So, if she if, if she committed suicide, like it kind of makes how do you, um, when she suicided, it was because she knew that Hakase in in order for Hakase to actually meet in the future with Mahiru and Yoshino. She, she wasn't going to do this whole time paradox thing in which um, Hakase wouldn't meet Yoshino Mahiro. So my question is, when she suicided her when she committed suicide at the beginning, was she under that same reasoning? Like it yeah. made the sui- it made the suicide of Aika more more confusing, I guess you would say. Alright. Well basically um, in order to understand the timeline of this anime it's not a conventional past present future timeline where everything in the past happened in the past everything in the future happened in the future and um etc no but hold on before you continue i guess we can all agree here that if you change that if you before you continue kevin uh we can all agree that um if you change the past you inevitably change the future that's what a time paradox is but that's the thing though you're viewing it from the classical past, present, future timeline, right? Where, like in real life. However, what I think is the case in this anime is that past, present, and the future are all like they all coincide. They all happen at the same time, right? So basically, some.
some things in the future can change the past and vice versa. It's not strictly the same time that we use in real life. So what you're saying is essentially it's a, from what I understand, uh, this may sound weird, but it, it's kind of like a can of dog food. Uh, that's how I'm, I'm thinking. I'm imagining. I'm imagining it. Uh, that's an interesting comparison. <laughs> no, no, because it's a dang, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's food and, uh, you know, you know, it, the dog's going to eat it, but you don't know what's inside it. And it's like everything in, there could be a lot of stuff that's in it at the same time and you don't know what's happening kind of like what this time paradox thing is you all know that all these parallel universes are going on at the same time but you don't know anything about it no funny story is that um i believe i um i believe i ate dog food when i was little thinking it was it was corned beef or something no 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 my my how do you say that in english um Oh my god, my grandparent, he was evil like that. He was, was he trolling evil. you? Yeah, he, 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 That's he was hilarious. trolling me when I was a kid. Legend. That guy is a legend. Well, rest did, in peace. Did he make he, you... He already passed away. Did he make you eat all of it? No, no, he, no. He, he told me that was corned beef. Oh. <laughs> and, and, oh. And, and, this this and is why I love beef. grandparents. No, and since corned beef is something I would eat, but if it say it was dog food, I wouldn't eat it. It also happens with what? What do you call this uh, fruit that's all orangey and stuff uh, on the inside? Oh my god! Now I have to now I have to look is, at this. This is odd because uh, I can just imagine giving you a can with no label and telling you it's corned beef, and then you're, you're eating. Oh, they, dog oh pumpkin, food. pumpkin. Um, when I was a kid, I wouldn't eat pumpkin like if it was giving me too many slices. But what? It, but what my aunt would do is that she would slice the pumpkin and then it would let it simmer in the in the in the beans. It gave it a, a very particular taste. I didn't know that I was eating pumpkin uh, like uh, at the very moment. But I don't know why we're talking about food when we're supposed to be talking about time paradox. It's 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 related to the dog food situation. But we'll continue. <laughs> I think what Bish was trying to say in more um, normal terms oh, is that thanks. it's kind of. Let's see how it is, Kevin. <laughs> well, and I, well, it's not every day that people compare dog food to paradoxes. But I, I have a very creative <laughs> mind. I don't know what, like, what kind of culture you guys have in Britain, but it's... Canada. That's I know. I, I don't think British people think I can, like me. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can imagine Bish with with his cup of tea. Oh. And they get and some biscuits and a monocle, just thinking of creative ideas to troll us both. And they get like sir. <laughs> wow, you're comparing me to a meme. For all <laughs> intents and purposes, I am a meme. <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> yes, let's let's. So, all right, so where were we? Only uh, I'm allowed to say lads. Something about dog food, right? Lads. No, we're no longer talking about dog food. The, we're the talking paradox. about the. Uh, uh, a parallel universes that oh, you yeah. bring it. Okay, so yeah, but Tyson, do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Like, they're parallel universes, and it's not strictly that the present ha happens before the past, etc. They all happen at the same time, so therefore they can all affect each other. I can understand. It's it's a very it's a very complex uh, theory to think about, but it, it makes sense. Like, if they're all going on at the same time, it is complex, but it still doesn't make sense. How would something? like that happening in the past like okay so so because so you gotta pass someone from the future goes back into the past and then um because let's say uh i say would have would have killed aika like that would have changed like, that would have changed the future yeah but, I, it's, but if it's gonna but no but if it's if it's gonna change the future but it's gonna make it it's gonna make it how it is it's like 
okay, it's like, uh, for instance, it's like going back into the past, knowing that you... There, there's a situation, My one of my friends, Daniil, he's um, another shout out to him. I, com I normally compare him to a teacher, I, that uh, one of my physics teachers, and I say, that's you. That's you from the future. You just came back in the past to teach yourself. And he, and, he, <laughs> and and it's because it's it's not because they're they're both like Asian. It's because they they're both the same person essentially in terms of their personality and the jokes they make and whatever. And you know you can compare the two and whatever, but it makes it makes so much sense. So he's going back in time. That so Daniil from the future is going back in time to teach his past self to lead himself <laughs> on to being a teacher. You see what I mean? Exactly. It's it's that sense. It's you're going back in time to make something happen exactly, and you, the only way well, you can you... break that loop is if you go and do it. It's like a past, uh, some a Bish from the future comes to tell Bish from the past, saying, "Bish, you need to save the world." But then that means I, in the future, would have to go back to the past and tell past Bish, "Hey, you need to go and save the world," even though I'm in the present while it's happening. Yeah. So... Although, if when I think about it, um, the whole parallel timelines thing was kind of hinted at when uh, when Huck I was living in the past and yeah. everybody was living like two years later on. Though the, I was scared of that though. Uh, it, it was kind of... I, I was too for, for real because she she was actually counting the days and all the, until, until the end I was like, okay, so, so she has been stuck on that island for two months. That's Mm, that's mostly reasonable like um if there's food on the island she can survive but and then when things started to get fishy is when junichiro said that he saw her skeleton yeah and i'm like okay so what, what is going on here yeah that confused me and i was like oh hey this this guy's a magician you know like um salmon or, or salmon or sam whatever his name is salmon um this is salmon, salmon. <laughs> wow so <laughs> He's not, he's not pleased. He's not pleased. Well, I swear to God, I kept on calling him Somo for the first 12 Somo? episodes because Somo in French means Solomon. And I didn't know that it was Samo and not Somo. Oh my God, bitch. Look at, look at what you've done. But it, yeah. was, it, 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 it started with dog food and then, it, now we're talking about Salmon. It's all right. What look, the hell is this? It's, it's okay. It's okay, Tyson. It's okay. We're just advertising down. different... Types of foods. And then there's just like a sushi advert in the middle. <laughs> Getting more complicated than timeline of the show because we're going and... everywhere. <laughs> but then, and then Kevin from the future comes and tells us that. No, so, they, yes. no, yeah. no, no, Tyson from the future says, you have to cook. Get this discussion over with. And he was like, slap me in the But the face thing is, uh, I've seen a Japanese gaming podcast where the um, the main host is actually cooking something new each week while each he's recording. While he's recording, it's very interesting. Last week he was um, last week he was talking about a. Um... Well, 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 I am planning of um, of doing pork steak. I sh it should be a default by now. I'll just have to cook it. We're gonna we're gonna have Tyson cook his. His pork chops or, or steak or something. I don't know. No, they're not pork chops. They're pork chops. All right. Um, I hope it's delicious. It is. If it is, hopefully, hopefully, I won't go overboard on the seasoning. Because if you do, you could ruin it. You could genuinely ruin. No, it, no, but no. I, I still eat it, but I would be, I would be lamenting the fact that it's too salty. Question. You know your. Oh, that sounds so wrong. Uh, you know your your meat. Do you like it medium rare or well done? Because personally, I I enjoy my meat. I like I like well done. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Gotta eat more meat. 
Yeah, GA. Tyson, I think you mentioned at some point that uh, Aika seemed a bit fearless and she's kind of like accepting her fate, right? Yeah. But I think that kind of fits with her character. I mean, especially with the explanation at the end of the anime where she says um, she is just like an actor in a play. She must follow the scripts. And it doesn't matter if she dies as long as make a beautiful en- uh, beautiful exit, right? So mm-hmm. I think that her, her personality, she's a very caring character and she would rather sacrifice herself um, to protect you know, Maido and the people that are close to her. At, at first, I was like, oh, she's doing this to save the whole world. And then, as you mentioned now, she's just doing it to save two people. And, you know, if I had that responsibility of saving the whole world, like sacrificing myself to save the whole world, you know, I would be like, yeah, I'm saving the whole world, not I'm saving two people. I find it's kind of selfish in, in, in some way because she's only saving the people. She's only doing it for the people that she, she wants to save. She doesn't really care about everyone else. Can I? I'll, I'll quote it, here. No, it, no it's, it's the fact that uh, Aika felt that she belonged with Mahiro and Yoshino. Like, she even explains to herself that the um, um, the magician at Setswen is not supposed to live the life that Aika did. And she feels big and she feels very grateful. And in a way, she was happy to die for the, to die for them. But even so, I still, um, but, but even so, I still am. Um, that's where the whole uh, parallel timelines thing kind of fell off because when uh, Hakase said that the only re- the only reason she met Yoshino Mahiro was because she died, and she readily accepts that. It's like she it's like she's not afraid of death or bigger or anything. I think that that would scare me to be honest. To have someone from the future say to me like the whole. <clears throat> The, the whole thing about I cannot be um, surprised when Hakase went into the past, it began to seem fishy to me because normally, it, normally someone would be it w- would be scared to see um, you came from the future. What the hell? But the thing is, because she, I, I think another thing is it's um, is because you know she is the mage of Exodus, so even she's she can do magic. So a lot of things might not seem she might not be phased by a lot of things. She might say, okay, you're from the future, I can do magic. What what? doesn't really scare me that you're from the future and you're coming to warn me you know what i mean because she's probably already used to it she's accepted that she can use the magic and whatever so she's probably used to all these other things but in terms of being afraid of death and whatever um in terms of her character she might be she might that's but, something we don't know whether she's afraid of what, death or not but it's it's her yeah. love for the two characters that make her overcome that what if but, but what if Hakase actually made her um during her fight with Aika made her stall like let's say a minute two minutes three minutes before the time where she supposedly committed suicide it doesn't it doesn't I don't think it's at the exact time that she needs to kill herself now I think she could have killed herself uh, maybe even 10 minutes before well, it, uh, well, Mahiro arrived. It, well, it wouldn't it, make well, a difference. No, because Mahiro arrived in the morning. That's but it, when he but noticed it still, that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because, you know... But but it, but, but wasn't a police report made some t- um, aware of, the, of her estimated time of death? Or something. It I doesn't. Can't, I can't. Remember. But that's a small detail in terms of this whole big thing. It doesn't really. It's irrelevant when she died. She just needed to die. You see what I mean? So even if he, if she stalled her, as long as she didn't stall her from dying, you know, she could have died at any, essentially at any time, as long as it was before the time that Mahiro would have arrived. I'm still keeping yeah. it. 
I'm like I'm still kind of confused with the whole to a parallel. Okay, let let me explain something, Tyson. It's it's something that was explained within the anime. They've even kind of they've even realized that a lot of people will kind of misunderstand or not even understand at all. They've even said this. They said, well, you know, it's magic. What do you expect? They've they've said this multiple times. You know, it's not if you have an anime where it's based around magic, it's which is a very hard concept to understand to begin with. It shouldn't be that difficult. To kind of blame other things, and yes, it is. It is an important plot device and whatever. Essentially, they could just blame everything. Oh, it was magic. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's kind of what they're doing here. They're saying, well, we could do magic. Nothing is impossible in that sense. If it it feels lazy nonetheless, but it does feel lazy. But it's this how it is, and you know, I don't think it would work otherwise. It, in if we if we try and apply logic to the situation, you can't apply logic. Exactly, to this thing. you can't. It's I mean, impossible. you're watching an anime where people, there's a bunch of magic and there's time travel. Like, do you really expect a realistic approach? I mean, it can be realistic, but it can only be realistic to the extent of the anime, you know, of the magic theme. Yeah, so, but, um, I suppose I'm overlooking way into it, but um, let's just move on. I uh, believe you have more questions. Uh, <laughs> me? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, okay. So, what do you think about the Shakespearean theme? About like, how do you? Th- yes. What do you think about the uh, the oh. themes uh, of Hamlet, of the Tempest? What do you think about those? Do you think that they were very cool? If they affected your enjoyment in any way, did they make you want to know more about uh, the Hamlet and the Tempest, or did is it just? Eh? I have some interesting opinions uh, because of the British school system. We, we are taught most of these stories, uh, especially Hamlet. I, I've actually went to see Hamlet. It was a pretty boring story, honestly, and I don't remember much of it, but I just remember learning it. The Tempest was something that we never really we never really touched upon in school, especially in the British school system, especially because we're in London. The Globe Theatre is right there. Oh, it's not right there. I don't live right next to the Globe. But, you know, that was Shakespeare's theatre. I should technically know everything about it, according to you guys' stereotypes. It would be very un-British-like. It would be, but um, back to the point. There was something incredibly poetic about it, incredibly beautiful. And it leads me, like, it's very amazing. Uh, Especially how, you know, um, they're similar stories, but one is tragedy and one is is a happy ending in that sense. And, yeah, it's it's like a conflicting thing because, you know, sometimes you're thinking, oh, this is going to be more like Hamlet or this is going to be more like Tempest. There's moments in the anime where it can go either way and that's that's lovely about it another thing is that she she keeps on quoting it there's something very eerie about it very morbid and i have to say i enjoy that just to some people if someone saw a girl that was quoting hamlet if i saw that on the street i would think wow that's incredibly amazing but others might think you're a freak dude just get away from me because really no one reads that stuff anymore i'm surprised people can even read today um (laughs) trust me uh, if you see the school systems here they're not the best but it's you know it's something that a normal person wouldn't do and it's quite beautiful like i said and even the way that she she dies kind of ties in in a similar fashion there's something morbidly beautiful about even the way she dies you know she's just there on her chair and she's she looks like she's sleeping very peacefully and even the way the blood is patterned on the floor it's it's incredibly beautiful. I know it sounds very morbid of me to say this, and many people might find it insensitive or whatever. But I I still there's there's some beauty even in her death, and I think that's it wouldn't have been there if 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 they didn't use this whole Shakespeare plays as this plot device in this sense. Yeah, I think so too. Um, 
I honestly really enjoyed the, the themes of uh, with the two plays, and I think it's probably one of the main things that kept me interested. That kind of uh, that pushed me to continue watching this anime and to marathon it. It's um, the different themes in it, like all the characters, like every single character in this anime is based off of someone um, in the play, and it just makes you think: Is this a Tempest, or will it end like Hamlet? Right, and it's you see all these connections and. It's something that really makes it enjoyable. And one thing I'd like to point out uh, before I finish here is that if, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the first 12 episodes are, in essence, Hamlet. And this last 12 are, in essence, The Tempest. Yeah, you, you do raise a good point, especially when they st- when he starts to kind of quote Tempest, when uh, Yoshi Yoshino uh, starts to quote The Tempest, and he's talking about the whole magician on an island. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, oh, mindfuck. <laughs> exactly, and I'm like, wow. I It didn't make me want to read The Tempest, because there, there are some animes where it makes me want to go and do the thing that it's based off. This anime didn't make me want to go and read The Tempest or go read Hamlet, because they are incredibly boring, especially, like, Old English. It's very, you know, it's very difficult to understand. But it's so gentlemanlike, though. I mean, it's so... It is. I, I would be reading it in, in like, a, in a tea house. <laughs> but remember, but remember, we already took a um, bitch sir card away because I said I like KFC. Oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, we don't mean to offend any British people, so please don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious here. We do not. We're not mocking uh, British people or anything. I'm a Canadian. I love British people. Um, not not another way though. <laughs> don't take that the wrong way. I, I love British um, people. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just tongue-in-cheek joke. That's and that's alright. It's it's, it's alright. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's okay. It's um, people know that we're not really making fun of British people. Uh, I myself, being British, am awesome. And if you're British, you're awesome as well. Just just putting that out there. Um, if you yeah. actually do, if you're actually drinking tea while you're listening to this, you're a boss. No matter what tea it is, and no matter where, <laughs> the, no matter where in the world you are. Even if you're in China and you're drinking, like, I don't know what tea people drink in China. Green tea, I guess. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, do you remember that time? Do you remember that time when I owe you? When I owe you so bad? What? <laughs> this, this is sounding <laughs> like, it sounds like someone else is in the room and he's whispering <laughs> into Tyson's ear. No, it, no, it, no it's actually... That, in, that was uh, a reference. Oh, was it? It, 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 it was... It was a reference, yeah. Oh, I, I thought there was going to be some sort of hentai scene that, that moves on from here. And an octopus flies from the I'll be posting a link to this shortly, but for the audience that may not know, um, one of the promotions for Call of Duty Ghost was based around humiliation. And, they, and one guy at work, like, apparently they were buddies, like, online. And then he came to... Um, to his desk in the behind with a cup of, with a cup of hot water and a tea bag and he was teabagging the cup while they what will say humiliating things like in, in whisper form something like that I humiliated you you're a noob no you're never gonna see me that's ever that's kind of creepy if you would have someone imagine on the bus it just goes up to you <laughs> or if you're on the train like I am now 
Uh, I'm not not really on the train. That's just an ongoing joke, guys. But imagine that. That would be really creepy. I don't know what I would do in a situation like that. Would I be shocked? Would I I can't run away because I'll be on the bus. I would just have to sit down and accept it that that's happening. That some some random person is whispering into my ear, uh, saying some really weird things. I would think they're probably crazy. But anyway, that that's Activision's marketing there. Yeah. No, but seriously, um, let's get back onto topic. I did. I wanted to add myself to the uncultured swine crowd mm. because it didn't really make me want to read either Hamlet or The Tempest. I'm not. Okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, no, I didn't want to read it either. But I mean, like, the point was, the question was, did did it help? Like, did it increase your interest in the play, or did it make it more enjoyable, or is it just, you know? No, I mean, no, I just basically went through the whole story. Okay, so apparently the guy who wrote this was a fan of Shakespeare. That's all. Um, not necessarily. I don't I don't think that maybe he was a fan of Shakespeare or not. Um, because it, it seems that they, they've done it in a way so that one of their characters are a fan of Shakespeare. I don't think I would, I would go as far to say as, yeah, the person who, who wrote this anime and wrote this manga was a fan of Shakespeare. That's that's I think that's too bold of a statement. Why else would you um, why else would you reference something like that? Well, remember Tyson that this is like I said at the beginning of this podcast. This is all about revenge, right? The main theme mm-hmm. of this uh, show is revenge. So I guess that since Shakespeare is like un- probably arguably the most famous author. Uh, who has ever lived? Mm. No, but a- no, but the tales of revenge have been done in anime. This is not something exactly new. It's but, just that yeah. it's giving a Shakespearean theme. Yeah, that's so, the thing. I mean, no, if, no, but um, but but the the most I can think of, like, um, and again with the uncultured swine thing, like all I could think of is that the creator of the of this series was just a fan of Shakespeare because how else would you be why else would you reference I think what it is is because especially because this is this was aired to a Japanese audience first and there will be people who are like high school people uh, listening to this and whatever in in Japanese high schools and whatever they they teach them Shakespeare and it's very it's a it's an it's an ongoing thing mm-hmm. there's many animes that I've seen Shakespeare references whether it is Romeo and Juliet or whatever and I think it's a lot of animes do it and I think they're following the trend in that sense but they're doing it in a different way because a lot of animes that I've seen tend to to quote Romeo and Juliet because that's just the most popular everyone knows that but not everyone knows about the Tempest honestly I didn't know that existed I knew about yeah, Hamlet but-, but I didn't know about Tempest and for all intents and purposes it was a complete new story to me like they could have told me something else and I would have believed it you know it's they're doing it in a different way I, I don't think necessarily he the the author of this manga and the anime i don't think they were necessarily fans of shakespeare i think they're probably doing it because they know their main audience and they want to not innovate they want to kind of do something new with their content i do i do agree with that point but hey it's 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 what i felt with 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 the whole shakespearean uh theme going Mm. going for it i wanna um i wanna I want to raise. I want to raise a point up. I think it was episode eighteen when jo- when Yoshino confesses to Hakuse about Aika being his girlfriend. Oh, the feels. What do you What oh. do you thought about? Uh, I actually cried when they, when that happened. Basically, I think that was a very emotional scene too. For it was quite a shocker. I didn't cry, but it did hit me in the feels. 
Um, I still feel it, but yeah, it really makes, it really develops Yoshino's character. It opens you. After that scene, I think I understood Yoshino a lot more because before that scene, you're like, well, you think I thought of Yoshino as like he's kind of emotionless. Why isn't he, why is he so indifferent to everything that's going on in the anime? Why is he so you know, but careless about everything? But it, but they didn't even explain that um, that technically Mahiro and Yoshino aren't friends when their backstory was explaining episode four. No, I mean like what I mean to say is that why is he so indifferent? I mean his his girlfriend died. Why is it more sad? Why is he just so like he's not mm-hmm. showing a lot of emotion to all this crazy things that are happening to him? And after that, you kind of discover that it was all of his feelings are hidden behind this facade, right? Because mm-hmm. he finds that. It, everything's pointless now because, and I quote, even if he cries, nothing will change. He just he doesn't have a purpose, you know. I think I think it hit me directly because um, all like um, all I could think about is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound cruel here. There there would be only a few of uh, of my par- um, of my relatives' death that I would uh, that I would actually cry. And I've been thinking all this time about my um, uh, but throughout that of my mom. And how I would be devastated, like I would, I would be crying nonstop if I knew, if I ever were to find out that she died. And it still scares me even to to today. But when it comes to other people in my family, I wouldn't be as affected as I would, or devastated as I, as I would be with the death of my mom. Like mm. she means something, but she means something to me. Like she made me the man I am today. For be- for better or worse, but but I cannot. But but in those in, in those five minutes or so that that scene lasted, I saw a lot of myself in Yoshino. That's why kind of it hit it, it hit me hard, and it also didn't help that I was thinking of how would I react when my mom died if it was and probably if that were the case, I would actually I would also find out via the phone, just like Yoshino did when. He knew that Aiko was dead, so yeah, I think I think the I think the image that created me was kind of hard. Well, um, for me, I don't. I'm gonna sound like a insensitive bastard here by saying this, but I didn't feel any sort of emotion by watching that. Um, I have to say, probably because I've I've been these de- de- uh, not desanitized. What was the word? Desensitized uh, mm-hmm. in for deaths in anime, especially. Because um, after this one one scene, I'm not gonna say from which anime it is, but a little kid dies, and I ah the feels in that is from a different anime. I can't. I'm not gonna say which anime, but if you ever watch it, you will you'll feel the pain I felt. But it's it was like the most emotional moment in my life. Anyway, um, but yeah. Um, but what I'm gonna say is that I I didn't really feel that any sort of emotion in that sense. I didn't feel any sort of regret. didn't Didn't really relate to any of those characters at, at that moment. To me, it was just a normal situation. He's just explaining, "Hey, you know, I." Uh, there was moments where I found it hilarious when he was saying, "Oh, so how was she? Was did she have a nice personality?" And he was like, "Oh no, he uh, she didn't have a nice personality, and she was flat chested." That made me. No matter how serious the situation was, I was just laughing out loud. I think that was wasn't supposed to be really serious as well. Like that's more of like I think maybe like a joke and at the same time uh, like a foreshadow. But I think the more emotional moment was when um, when uh, Yoshino is tells the the princess that 
you know, his girlfriend. Well, he actually shows a picture of his girlfriend. That was when... That's when I felt some sort of feeling. I was just like, whoa. And then you see from his his facade is kind of broken. He, he let his guard down when the princess is asking more questions. And then his eyes open really wide. And he looks really... He, you see his true self. You see that he's being... His emotions are eating him up on the inside. Because he's not releasing them, you know? He hasn't really come to terms with it. And, now, and then he's become, you know... He's become more of a 3D character in that sense. Like, I've, I don't know, I've started to respect him a lot more after seeing that one scene where his eyes open really widely and he realizes that, you know, he was he was emotionless for this whole time. Yeah, I had to agree with that as well. And, um, and even himself, he admitted that being in the grave with uh, where Aika was buried, uh, it was also kind of hard on him. But there was no reference of that throughout the throughout the anime, so it kind of builds up on the whole emotionless thing. But it, but not it, but but not only I saw I saw myself in that scene, but I but but like Bish, I also began to respect him, so to speak. And um, I get I I guess in a way I saw the friendship between Yoshino and Mahiro. Or non-friendship. I don't know. I don't know how would how would either of those call it, but I kind of saw it in a different light. Mm. And I don't know if that was. I don't know if it was if he was around because Aika asked him to, because um, it, it it was referenced that uh, the Ma, in the Mahiro's uh, it's kind of like the the bring of the brahms and uh, jo, Joshino would be the brains and so that's kind of like it, that's. More or less, what what I felt really throughout the throughout the whole anime, and at the end, and at the end, um, I guess the only I guess the only reason why Yoshino stuck was because like uh, asked him to. I don't know. Uh, I have a question. Uh, just I don't know if I'm the only one who felt this, but for the last few episodes of anime, I really felt some pity and sadness for Hakaze. Because I really felt like she was getting up the short end of the stick and everything. I mean, especially... I mean, I think it was a semi-dick move on part of the studio to... Like, basically, the second half of the season, they're just shipping... They're telling everyone to ship Yoshino and the princess, right? But then, towards the last few episodes, I feel like she's getting the short end of the stick and everything. I mean... Indeed. But that's... I think the the animation studio and I think the author of, of this anime is kind of a dick as well. Because he does... Uh, he or she does that all the time. There's moments where you, where you think that yes, you're you're being it's deceptive. You're being led into thinking this is going to happen, and then something completely different happens. Like like you said, you're being led that that you want to ship these two characters together, but that doesn't work out. And then um, obviously the the other moment when they go back in time and that whole thing near the trees when they when they were trying to convince each other when they were trying to convince. Uh, my hero, which side to go on? It's you're being led into different choices, and the one that they they lead you into is not the right one. And then they're like, "Oh, see, see, you shouldn't have believed us in the beginning." That's how I feel, and I feel that's that's the ultimate dick move. But it keeps us on our toes. You know what I mean? It's because if we were to to know what would happen next, it doesn't make it as interesting. And that's the reason I I continued. You know, I wanted to know what what if I was thinking was correct or not. Not mainly because, and that's, that wasn't the reason I actually thoroughly enjoyed the anime. If they didn't have that, I don't think I would have enjoyed the anime at all. There's a, there's a lot of ambiance and suspense in the anime, which I think exactly. And yeah, but 
like, especially since in that same scene where Yoshino kind of broke down, I felt kind of bad for Hakuze because she confessed, and it's like, <sighs> she's trying to, to tell him that she loves him, but at the same time, she can't, right? Because that would mess things up for everyone, and it's like, you just feel, I, I just felt bad for her, you know? Especially at the end. I did, and at that moment, I really did feel bad for her, because, you know, she knows she, she won't be able to, to go with him. Especially after seeing him break down like that, I, I honestly was was it her right of her to to actually confess after he's breaking down like that? No, I think it, it's 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 selfish, but you know it's it's obviously her right to do that. Um, but in in my mind, I'm like, wow, honestly, what was the purpose of me? if it was me? Like if I if I was uh, Hakaze, would I wouldn't do that. Like even if I loved him, I would be like, okay, I'll keep that to myself. Although you know, it's her, it's her right as a human being to kind of have her emotions and kind of release them, or else she would be like uh, Yoshino in that sense if she kept those emotions hidden and, and things. Yeah. Is that? So yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about um, character development and character design. And the animation style of the anime. For me personally, I've seen animes that were similarly, similarly like uh, looking. Uh, I, I would say probably Haganai. To me, it, it reminded me of Haganai in terms of its animation style. Of course, Haganai is completely different compared to this. Is you know, it's it's like high school. It's not. It's it's like university and kindergarten comparison. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Um, but you know, it was re- really nice character design. I think. There were certain characters that did look like other characters from different anime. One of them is um, Megumu Hanamura. Has the same jacket as Yosuke Hanamura from Persona 4. Um, Ironically, they have the same surnames. Are they related? Maybe, maybe not. They are both kind of... uh, They are similar characters in a sense, but Megumu is just an idiot. Just, Just putting that out there. Um, I think for 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 the animation studio and and for the uh, people who make the story to have, I think they've done really well in terms of character development and and kind of creating a character like Megamu. For me to hate him that much, I have to say it's it's well done to them. Um, another thing, what do you guys think about the characters and animation styles? Before I start my thing, I'll just ask you a question. Do you think that maybe how? No matter how slim the chances, do you think maybe it's a reference? Like, Hanemura's character in this is a reference to um, the other character? To, to Yosuke Hanemura? Considering, I think it's a coincidence. I, they, they are, in terms of their clothing, they are quite similar. Uh, especially Yosuke's coat looks exactly the same as Megamu's coat, uh, bar difference. Uh, there's certain differences. But their names as well. It's, it's, it's a popular name, I'm guessing. I don't think it's a reference specifically to Persona, considering that they are completely different things. Both of them, ironically, are this are both about uh, murder mysteries, but I don't think it's a, a reference. No, uh, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. I am. I am. I just think it's a coincidence, really. All right. Um. But yeah, moving on to my thoughts on the animation characters. I think the animation was was pretty solid. Um. And uh, honestly, even though I'm a big manga fan, I think this is one of the rare cases where I actually prefer the art from the anime to the art from the manga. I think it was more well done in the anime, and yeah, it does remind me of a few other shows, but yeah. And regarding characters, um, I think the cast was 
like the main cast was pretty solid, but there are a few inconsistencies in the side characters, like uh, Fraulein Yamamoto and um, uh, Mr. Useless, whatever his face was, Hanamura. Hanamura there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the main cast, I really liked them. I mean, especially uh, my favorite male character. I think it's a dead tie between Mahiro and Yoshino. I mean, Mahiro, I really liked him because I was just kind of in awe about how not crazy but like how how vengeful he was he was just filled with so much hate and he would just do everything in his power uh, power to avenge aika and that was something that i don't know kind of caught my attention i i understand that essentially they are like polar opposites and whatnot but for me he he he's the typical badass character you know like the fact that he want he wanted to kill the the, the person who killed aika that was uh, I can't imagine someone wanting to do that. Although there are people, but still, he's he's like you said, he's filled with a lot of hate. And uh, the other character, Yoshino, is, is you know he's kind of filled with love in that sense. Like he's not he's not doing anything out of out of ven- a revenge or anything like that. Yeah, it's pretty much when he explains to Hakase that if I am, what would change if I if I was filled with rage or um, if I had a death. It's a game exactly. Um, I did. Im- I, for one, do you guys found ironic that even amidst all this fuel for bigger for revenge that Mahiro had, um, he was still very, very logical? Like, yes, yeah. like, that's the least I would expect from someone who plans to get revenge at all costs. Like, yeah, it, it, it threw me off at times because this guy acting and, and trying to make sense of all, of all stuff and. I seriously thought. I seriously thought while watching the um, the first part of the anime that was based on Hamlet, that I thought I actually thought this guy would just get consumed by 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 revenge, and then Joshino uh, you know, would have to kill him or something as a big as an act of their friendship or so. Because it's one of those rare instances in which when someone is. Um, He's blinded by revenge, but he's not completely blinded by revenge. I don't know if I'm yeah. if I'm making any sense right now. It's like you said, it's not it's not like complete blind revenge because he would have went on on a killing spree. And you do see it at the beginning at, at the beginning when he's having the the fight with the the mage with the spear, he he does go, he he does go all out. Um, but you know afterwards, I think he throughout the anime you see him progress and you see him like kind of gradually get over it. You know, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't resort to you know, thinking about killing someone. It's a, um, um, I don't know how. Um, um, it also it also felt jarring how he brushed it off once he knew that Ika committed suicide, and then yeah. how Mega how Megumu was the one that that flipped his shit out and punched both. Yeah, that's that's another reason I don't like Megumu. It's like you've just he doesn't why like what what made him want to do that i can understand if a different if if salmon wanted to do that that was fine but i i don't think megamu has the right i um, I, I think it all falls in line with his character to be to be honest like no oh, yes no 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 listen me out for a moment because Mega, because megamu was the one that not only that not only pointed Mahiro for having a sister complex when actually Mahiro like Aika and he and he and he was actually fearful that um or or not or not Megumu like pretty much everyone else in the room was fearful that because 
um, Mahiro had this sister complex, and he and he like I got that would that when Yoshino would confess to Mahiro, they feared that things would get ugly. Yeah, and um, but but, go, but going back to his character, I uh, like okay, so he's the one that figured out that Aika was uh, that Aika was uh, was dating Yoshino. It kind of like I for one felt that it fall in line because mm-hmm. he feels strongly like. He was he was uh, Megumu was upset to a certain extent, or n- upset jealousy. I don't know how you guys want to call it, but the fact that they were that both of them were so like emotionless. Yeah, I don't know him. Although at um, although at first when 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 Mahiro flipped out that at the fact that Aika was dating Yoshino, um, he. It, he was expressing concern, and then when uh, when Aika committed suicide, then he f- then he was angry at them. Angry at them, but I don't know. Mm. Um, that's a good point, Tyson. But I think I'd agree with the Bish here that I just I was like I would make a link between this how I felt in this scene with a scene with Rei and Rin from Free. I was like, you have no fucking right to do what you're doing. It's just get out of here, like. I, if it was someone, if it was another character, I would understand. Yeah, I mean, but with, he, he has no no right barging in there and saying, yeah. "Hey, you know, you know, this guy is, is banging your sister." Essentially, well, we don't, <laughs> we, we don't know if they're banging, but how vulgar! <laughs> you, you know, it's that's how it felt. It felt vulgar to me. Like, who would say that? I know he's trying to be brave, and he's he's trying to be like, "Yeah, look at me, I'm Megamu, the badass." But it just it backfires. Yes, he's just doing that because he wants to be yeah. noticed and because no one likes him. Yeah. And I because mean, his I, girlfriend it, dumped him. Like, it, he can get the, another girlfriend. Yeah. That's another in the case thing. Of Hakaze and Yoshino, I think Hakaze actually had, like, a reason to, like, confess to Yoshino and, you know, be just upset as to why Yoshino isn't displaying any emotion, why he's the reason, crying. The reason, that, the reason is that is because she loves I, him. That's not not ju- not just that. It's the reason. It's because uh, Hakaze is actually a a uh, legitimate character. Megumu isn't, so he has no right. Even if Megumu says, even if Megumu like wins a Nobel Prize for something, or like or provides internet free access across the whole world, or something <laughs> like that, I will not respect him anymore than hey, anyone yeah. else. Okay, but, but hey. Megumu was the one who saved the world from the from the threat that okay. no one's gonna you know, care. I'm gonna say something, Tyson. <laughs> I'm gonna say something. Alright, this is how I honestly feel about Megumu, alright? Okay. He is just an unimportant character and cast in an important role. You could have replaced the Megumu with any other side character and Indeed. put them as a Mage of Exodus, yeah, and it wouldn't have made a difference. You could have put Yoshino as as the Mage of yes, Exodus. That's exactly. what I thought it was going to be, and that would have been completely badass. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that would have made so much sense. But no, you like, make you make this guy this loser. I hope people are, <laughs> I hope people aren't offended. I myself am a loser, but this guy, look at him. I just look at him and I feel I, I feel bad for him. <laughs> you know, he I, wins I, Nobel Prize of like most unimportant characters. Why would he actually, even be given actually, a Nobel Prize? I... Actually, that would go to Sakura, but never mind. You know, you get the point. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, another thing I wanted to mention was shipping. Yes! Yes, oh, so yeah, yes. exactly. Um, I wanted to know who you guys ship. Personally, I'm, I'm, I don't ship Aika and Yoshino. I, I rather ship um, 
there's something in me that ships Aika and the princess. That, that's <laughs> oh me. Oh my god. That's me. That's what I think. I think they would make a perfect couple. If, were you watching lesbian porn before recording this podcast? No, no, no. no. I think no. Honestly, um, I think it's 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 because you know they're they're two not polar opposites, and especially after that fight scene, I was just like, they need to hook up. They need to be. <laughs> they need to be in a relationship. That's what I think personally. Um, another thing is is because that you know they're both. One of them is. I just want to see what would happen if they. What, what would what would the um, what would the two trees do when they find out that that the major oh exodus and, and the major of uh, genesis. <laughs> Are in this relationship together. I want to know. I am so fucking uncomfortable right now. What would they he's do? basically, he's basically suggesting that that, that, that there's a rule thirty four on trees. Really? No, I don't mean like that. I mean because you know they they were the ones that appointed the mages. What would happen? Would they get angry? Would they try and kill all existence because of that? I don't know. I want to know what would happen. And would they join forces and be like, hey, you don't need to die. I can I can help you out and whatever. They they're both magicians. Think about it. Another thing anyway. That's it's irrelevant. That's my opinion. Uh, another ship I would say is uh, this is everyone probably who if if there's a tag on Tumblr this ship exists. Uh Yoshino and Mahiro. I think What they, the fuck? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Especially in the, considering their circumstances and how they met each other. I think that could blossom into a, a beautiful romance. I mean, Mahiro is Sundera, right? He maybe just didn't met his feelings for uh, Yoshino. We, we could never know. But uh... and, 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 and guys, Yoshino thought Mahiro butt naked. <laughs> that, 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 that's fuel for the shipping fire. It, it is. But, another, but another thing is, it kind of reminds me of the relationship. I'm gonna go back to free here, but this is this is my only supporting. <laughs> Uh, it reminds me of the relationship between um, Haru and Rin, in that sense. Th that's what I think. Because essentially, they're both com they're both competing against each other. You know, they both like the same. Since you're so obsessed with free, I will make sure I will suggest Eternal Summer when it's done. Yeah, do, do that. Do that. Free is that. coming. Um, free game, yeah, brace yourself. Free is coming back. I um, but soon. But I, I have loads more ships where that come from. Um, I would say <laughs> also the, the the princess and salmon. I think that that's mm, I think incest to a certain extent since they're in the same clan. I, mean, I think are, they would share they, the same they, are they, are but, they related? That would but, but if they're in the same clan, isn't that called incest or something? It's like it's it's like it's like me having a relationship with my with my cousin or something. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's, a, fight, it's not a family. Well, family was different. That's the thing. Are they related? We we weren't really. Are we told that they're? If they are, then I I take back that ship. And I and yes, yes, because you this. I remember you clearly this expressing disgust. Yes, at, I I find those kind of things disgusting. But I'm I was just you know, another thing is I would um, ship the blonde kid and. Uh, <laughs> I'm all full of yes. and and the and the princess. They would make a beautiful couple, and I think they would have amazing children. I, I, they, I actually approve of that ship. I yes. approve of that ship. And another ship I have is, um, you know, I forgot her name, 
The girl, uh, uh, Evangeline. Yes, her. Yes, the one with the um, cat suit. Her, I think okay. her and also, I forgot his name now. Oh, Yoshi, uh, Yoshino. Her and Yoshino. Uh, I think they, you know, they they. That's a make... weird. That's, that's a weird ship. Whoa, whoa. But it works. I think it works. Hang on, hang on. Especially considering that they have this kind of tight relationship. I don't. Uh, maybe, maybe for like a, a fling or something or a booty call. Maybe, but I, in terms of a, a full-on relationship, I, I don't think that would probably be. I don't think it would probably be successful in that sense. But, yeah. but if they take into consideration that she's thirty and Yoshino is like still last year of high school, so there's yeah, a um, considerable it's, it's age still, gap. It's still, okay. it's still legal. According to the wiki, he's sixteen. What the? Um, wait, what? It's still legal. According, it's still, um, it's okay. still legal in the UK. Are you? Um, are you? Are you gonna come to me seriously, saying that uh, that a 16-year-old having sex with a 28-year-old okay. is it, it has no moral consequence for you? You, you never no. said sex. You just said shit. I said, and I I did I did say a one-night stand, and or booty call. So that that does imply sex. Um, but no, I I don't think you know I don't think that that is an issue. That you know they're both legal. You know they, they can do what they want, but you know it's each country to its own. Legal age here is sixteen. Probably by the end of the anime, he's how old now? Because there there is a couple of months that pass, so he's probably seventeen. Yeah, probably, probably seventeen, yeah. Yeah, so he's probably seventeen, and you know there's a lot worse. And I keep on going back to this. There's there are kids that are getting like pregnant at like fourteen in this country, so oh, that's basically which is which is illegal. So. If it if it's legal and you know that both pe- both parties are consenting and his parents are gonna say aren't gonna say anything either because they I I'm not sure what happened to them did they get did they die from the uh, the uh, black iron syndrome thing okay I guess so I we weren't really told whether his parents were murdered or whether they but you know then we know that they don't they're not there anymore so they're not um, so they're not gonna say anything. I believe Mahiro's parents were murdered, and jo- and Yoshino's parents were fall fall big fell victim to the Black Iron Syndrome. Okay, cool. That, like, if, that, if that's a guess. That's not if, if that hasn't been mentioned in the anime how they died, but well, we know that Mahiro still has. I think it was a father, and Aika had her mother, right? I think we no, they one of the parents are still alive. Yes, uh, Aika's Aika's parents are obviously because she's adopted, so. Assuming yeah. her parents, yeah, her parents would still be alive. Yeah, in that sense. Um, and this is speaking of the one night stand between Fraulein and um, Yoshino. This is where we go back to the PSA from the free episode, I believe, where we talking <laughs> about uh, Good Life Podcast kunai condoms. So <laughs> that, we should do that. Um, I think we should also have our own brand of like a uh, hentai. Oh my god. Where we just ship some someone needs to do this. Take our ships and make them reality. And remember, uh, if you have any fanfics that you want to send, send, send them yeah. to Tyson. Tyson, oh exactly. I won't give his email, but you can send it to me and I'll forward it straight to Tyson. Yep. <laughs> and I'll make sure he'll read them all out loud. Oh out loud, and, and we'll record it. And yeah, we'll oh make it. God. We'll make it a special episode. As many fanfics you want to send, if you if you send us like five fanfics, we'll do a whole episode about it. Just Tyson reading fanfics in in oh a British, and he has to do a British accent while he's. He has to role play them too. 
Oh no no that's too. <laughs> oh no no, uh, no 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 no. He no, can't no, role no. play if there's no other person there. Or he can do he can act all the characters you know like do different accents or something. Oh he could yeah he could yeah, you could do that. Um so how's how's your Megamu accent, Tyson? Because I'm hoping there's there's some sort of fan fiction with him. Right what, what? now I'm writing my resignation letter to the Get a Life podcast Kunai. <laughs> this is too weird of a shit for me to for me. I'm about to mail it to Bish. And don't expect me in the next episode. See you guys. It sounds like you're tapping your desk rather than typing. <laughs> uh, tapping his desk. I thought you said talking to his desk. No, he's doing this. But uh, Tyson, you never told us about your ships. Come on. Um, I if I don't, I don't watch a show with the whole purpose of, of figuring who, uh, figuring out who are my ships. Everyone's got one. But exa- exactly, everyone does have a ship. It's like it's like a guilty pleasure. It's not to be guilty, but it can be a pleasure. It, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. You're on the right wavelength there. It's indeed okay. It, it's yeah, just I'm, just pick I, one. Huh? I, I, I don't have any ship. I'm, I'm just gonna leave the shipping segment to you two. Ah, uh, okay. he's being so sundere right now. <laughs> Kawaii. <laughs> okay, what well, what do you think, Kevin? The, the um, ships. I well, hope, I hope me we for... share ships here. I'm so sorry, but alright, so first ship here is between Nagisa and Hanemura. Oh <laughs> no, 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 you can't, you can't ship from, you can't take ships from outside animes. It doesn't work like that, and especially you can't ship Nagisa with anyone else but the people in 3, okay? I'm not gonna say this another time. Nagisa is, ah, oh, can't, there's only certain people you can ship Nagisa with, okay? Okay? No, you don't joke about that kind of stuff. Nagisa is very important. To the podcast, okay? Nagisa is, is what the podcast is based around. He's like the deity for the podcast. Oh my god. You in see what I mean? There's a shrine. Nagisa in real life. I, I am indeed Nagisa in real life. I'm I am a sixteen year old blonde kid who speaks Japanese and swims. Apparently. Yeah. And I'm really cute. <laughs> so ladies, you can email me, get hyphen a hyphen life dot uh, outlook.com. If you really want to, I, I, please don't email me. I don't want. I don't want. To, I don't want these kind of emails, especially people that are thinking that I actually indeed look like Nagisa. There are some people that have seen what I've looked like, and I'll tell you now, I don't look like Nagisa. <laughs> just, just saying, I do not look like anything like him. Although it would be nice to look like. Him. Imagine that, looking like Nagisa, walking out in the street. They'd be like, "Hey guys, it's oh, me." God. I'm super cute. If you looked exactly like Nagisa, w- wouldn't you want to go out into the street? And just, I'm just show it off to the world that hey, I'm Nagisa, bitches. I just thought of something. <laughs> I'm just pi- you just put an image in my mind. I'm just picturing Nagisa and Itachi fanfics now. Holy crap! No, <laughs> no, no. The only no, fanfics that no, should happen is Nagisa no. and chan Tyson, so come on. No. your tears are delicious. <laughs> no. All right, but going back to my ship, uh, my serious ship is. Pardon me for having a ship, which I think everyone else probably has, but Hakaze and Yoshino, okay? That, that's... Uh, uh, that, that was disappointing. I'm sorry to disappoint they you. They lead you into ship. that ship. I know, but that's why you ship it so hard, is because it just seems so oh. perfect. I thought you were going to come up with something weird. I ha- I thought you had potential, but it seems like you don't. Well, I'm so sorry. No, no, you've disappointed me. You, you hear this? <sighs> this is genuine disappointment. That was okay. a, that was an interesting talk about ships. It, it was. It was. Um, right. and 
I think we're we're near the end. We so are near the end. Uh, another thing is the intros and outros music. Oh, I wanted to talk about music this. Music in general, yeah. Yes, music in general, amazing. Best yes. music in an anime, and I think it actually works. Unlike free, like sorry, sorry, free whoa, fans. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, the, the music, <laughs> the music in, in free makes no sense, but you, you can go see the last episode and and understand why. But the music here, there was there was a piece of music for every scene. I, I'm yep. not sure if they reused music. I doubt they did. I could yes, tell. If, I I couldn't tell if they did or not. I was so immersed in that. Uh, it it really added to it, and I think if you each mu- each piece of music fit the scene each scene perfectly, whether it was emotional, whether it was an action scene, whether it was these really depressing moments as well. I I don't know. It was very beautiful, and I think the music if it wasn't there, it would change the course of the anime as well. It wouldn't make a huge difference. I agree. Like the 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 feels the like just. The music complements the the show so well. It's one of those shows where it's like it's not just there. The music when when I'm watching the show, I stop it and I'm like, "Hey, what's that music? I want to search it up and listen to it." You know, it's just mm. that good. It, it, for me, it's not something I would listen to every day. It wouldn't be like, "Oh, this is my soundtrack for like working out or something," because I don't work out. But um, it wouldn't be something like that. Although it, it would be. Um, it would be more of like I can appreciate it for the anime. I wouldn't personally listen to it, but it's it's incredibly beautiful. That's all I have to say. Tyson. Um, sorry, what was that? Uh, music. Music. Oh, music. Um, I will say that <clears throat> at work we listen nothing but uh, classical music. So I particularly didn't enjoy that the fa- the, the fact that this anime also had classical music, although. Yes, it does. It, it does fit the mood. They, yes, there's a track for everything. But consider my situation where where I spend six hours, probably tw- probably twenty five hours of the week at least, listening to nothing but classical music. <laughs> yes, I'm sick of it. Yeah, okay. that's I... understandable. Um, another thing I I wanted to to mention is that you know overall. In this, in... <clears throat> oh, can I? Are we finished the music or? Oh yeah. No, I, 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 no, no, I just wanted to say that uh, I further review myself as an uncultured swine. I will get I will get hate on my Twitter. Like that. Probably, but probably not. I, I think everyone is everyone's entitled to their opinions, and if people don't like it, then they don't like it. That's all I have to say. But um, what I was gonna say now is is for me, it's it's just like I've already given my gripe, and I think we most of this episode was just gripes about this anime. So I don't think we should say our, our gripes, but um, what what I do have to say is overall, I think if you guys are, are going to go watch this anime for the first time or whatever, it's give it a try. It's a it's a incredibly beautiful anime, and I think you might learn some things about life and about other things. It may not necessarily impact your life in a certain way, but you you learn a lot just by. Uh, watching this anime and it's incredibly beautiful and something to appreciate that's all i have to say what do you guys think um for me i think that there are evidently uh downsides of this anime it's not perfect 10 and 10 out of 10 anime of the generation right but obviously i think that in spite of its its downfalls in spite of its negative attributes i think that it just does so much right that i can forgive those mistakes i mean from the music me being a fan of a huge fan 
orchestral music. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I especially like how it was so well connected with all the scenes and to the plot, the characters. I overall really enjoyed it, even though there's a few things, it's a bit rough around the edges at some points. I still think overall it's good. Uh, what about you, Tyson? Your final impression? I wouldn't. Get, this is not the type of anime I would recommend someone to watch if it's if they're new to anime. Um, I think it, I think it has a lot of uh, complex themes, but <clears throat> I am. I guess I still had to stand by my uh, but my by my by my initial impression that it's tolerable and in pretty much not in pretty much um and pretty much that's it like um how can i say <clears throat> It's it, it's definitely not it's definitely not among my top twenty or or something. Um, I, personally, I feel like I, I could reserve that odd for better shows that I could that I could watch in the future. But it was a fun ride, and at the like like I said at the beginning, I won't I wouldn't recommend it for people who are new, very new to anime. But but if but if it's something that <clears throat> But it's let's say if someone enjoys revenge tales, then why not watch this show? You might like it. To wrap up, guys, um, you can go if you really want to go and watch this anime. You can do so on Crunchyroll. We will not put the links in the description, but you can just type it in on their website. It is available worldwide, and um, I think it's English subs. Just so you guys can know about that. Also, the next episode of Get Alive Podcast Kunai is going to be something very special, and it's going to tie in with the original Get Alive Podcast. Can we do a drum roll? I'm not going to do a drum roll, but what it is, it's an amazing and ama- a really amazing anime, in my opinion, and it's one of my favorites. And it's based off a certain game. Oh, I really want to say it now. It's Persona 4, the animation. We're going to be talking about that. And, of course, we're not going to be talking about Japanese dub. This is going to be a new kind of thing. We're going to be talking about English dub only. Really weird. I know most people listening be like, what? English dub? But the English dub of Persona 4, the animation, is amazing. Please do not be confused with Persona 4 Golden, the animation, that's currently being simulcast. We're talking about Persona 4, the animation. So if you go want to watch it, if you want to go and watch it, you can do. Um, I think you can buy the the um, DVDs online I think from NIS America I think they're the ones that publish it but I'm not quite sure I'll update that kind of stuff on my Twitter page so hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the podcast say goodbye guys see ya goodbye be sure to check out the Get a Life podcast on iTunes for your Japanese gaming fix and hot chicks just kidding no hot chicks just fish hey that hurt my feelings yeah I'm sorry it just had to be said <laughs>